When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. It's the new Dairy Queen vegetarian menu. Onion rings, pickles, and that's it. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through the world of a story song, and this week uh, we are looking into the mouth of madness. <laughs> Hopefully we can return. This is uh, Ariel by Dean Friedman. I mean, before we get started with anything, mm-hmm. I, I heard this song for the first time about two hours ago, and all I have to say is, what did I just listen to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could go into a little bit. I, I also heard this on, I think it was on the 70s channel on uh, uh, on satellite radio. And yeah, much like uh, Lonely Boy. Right. Um, there was definitely a like, what? Wait a minute. What is happening? But this was, this left me less angry. I was definitely far more delighted. Oh, it's um, a delight. It's a delight. You, well, yeah. it's the opposite. You, Where, whereas Lonely Boy leaves out a lot of the story, yeah, this is every single <laughs> detail. And That's this right. is this is uh, Lonely Boy is uh, all story, no details. This is there's no story. This is this is literally <laughs> just the details. Uh, this is a '90s fashion magazine because this is details. There's right. nothing else. Oh Lord. <laughs> Um, but, that was uh, awful. but yeah, but I mean, I, 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 like I said, I think this is the rare song that I do not think is a good song and yet I'd love it. Uh, I really legitimately <laughs> love this song, but, uh, also, but again, being fully aware that objectively 
this song is not good. And uh, we're going to get more into into that and to, to Mr. Friedman's career uh, later on. But, okay, so the story is uh, we're in New Jersey, and uh, our n- narrator, our protagonist, Dean, we'll call him, uh, meets a young lady at the mall. Uh, he instantly falls in love with her. Uh, again, we learn a lot of details, like she's Jewish. Um, that does not see. I mean, that's fine, uh, but it does not seem to <laughs> matter one way or the other. <laughs> uh, and uh, he tells her that he's in a rock and roll band. She should come see it. She does. They go to Dairy Queen. Uh, <laughs> they go back to his place. They watch TV. Uh, and they make love. Uh, at the end. And we're t- oh, and we're also told that well, Dean has fallen in love with this woman whose name is Ariel. Uh, we've also told that she has a beautiful singing voice. At no point in the song does she sing. Nope. Uh, and has nothing to do with anything, but that is the refrain of is uh, how beautiful her singing voice is. <laughs> so what that has to do with anything, I don't know. Way on the other side of the Hudson, deep in the bosom of suburbia, I met a young girl, she sang mighty fine, tears on my pillow and Ave Maria. Standing by the waterfall in Paramus Park She was working for the friends of B.A.I. She was collecting the waters in a paper cup She was looking for change, and so was I Let's start at the top here uh, He says, way on the other <laughs> Let's side Let's start of at the, the top, as if it matters Right <laughs> we, like can it's start just bottom, a... we can start sideways, it really doesn't matter but, It's just a series uh, of details and the order does not matter <laughs> <laughs> just just for uh, tradition's sake, let's start at the top here. <laughs> um, so he says, way on the other side of the Hudson, deep in the bosom of suburbia, I met a young girl, she sang mighty fine, tears on my pillow, and Ave Maria. Quite the range. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, tears on um, my pillow and Ave Maria? The first thing I want to say is that, so I believe Dean lives in New Jersey, uh, in Paramus. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we can discuss that in a moment. But it is sort of funny how he's saying way on the other side of the Hudson. So that is oriented from New York City, yeah. uh, from Manhattan. Uh, and yet, so he, it's a, in a way, he's almost seeing himself uh, uh, like not as the central character in his own story in a way or not in like the central location. Like he's thinking of himself as... I'm on the other side of the Hudson right. <laughs> from New York City. Like, it, it, it's just, I just find that interesting Listen, as a detail. See, the Listen. impression that I got was that he was from New York City and he right. went out to Jersey. Okay. That is very possible. That's, that's, what that's I, one thing I wanted to discuss. That's what I thought, too. Or he's he's keeping in mind his audience, which is probably clubs in New York City, and they're like, if he just said Paramus, they'd be like, where is that mythical place? And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no everybody knows of- Paramus. It's where the mall is. <laughs> it's on the other side of the Hudson. Oh, you mean New Jersey? I never go there. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing that's funny, too, is that he doesn't say deep in New Jersey. He says on the other side of the Hudson. Right. So, again, it's like a, you know, that's the way someone from, from you know, some, some Manhattanite club goer might even think of it. It's like, oh, that's on the other that's across the bridge. I never, exactly. I never go, or I only see it from my penthouse apartment, right. uh, but I've never actually been over there. Um, 
So deep. Wait, I gotta take the so- path train to get there? No. <laughs> oh, there's no way. This myth, this hypothetical person we're talking about, they don't even know the term the path. Train. Oh yeah, they literally <laughs> have no, they don't even know what you're talking. Car about. service all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least a taxi. Yeah. Um, if for some reason they have to go to Jersey City, but uh, yeah, they 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 are not familiar with with the path train. Um, I mean the train goes on a path. I know that sure. part, but the rest of it, I don't know what you're talking about. It is the path um, to New Jersey. <laughs> uh. I met a young girl. She sang mighty fine. Tears on my pillow and Ave Maria. Now, um, I think those are, if, if you do have a good singing voice, mm-hmm. I think those are definitely two good songs. Because Tears, Tears on My Pillow is, is a tough one. Yeah. Um, that's very sort of like high. You can't really hide. Like, I, as a person who is not a good singer, but um, in the past has done a lot of karaoke, I know the songs in which you, when you're not a good singer, the songs you can hide in. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the ones where you are exposed, <laughs> you are nakedly exposed as not a good singer. Um, so I've never attempted Tears on My Pillow, but I feel like that's definitely one that's going to quickly expose you if you, don't, if you don't have the talent or the chops. Uh, and then obviously Ave Maria, you know, is, is a... Is Ave Maria. Sweet, yeah, it's a sweeping song done by the best of the best so uh i guess she you know i guess she was was singing to him but as as we've already mentioned this never happens in the song but is so she, why this detail is here i don't yeah, know yeah ave maria sing- you need an operatic voice for tears on my pillow i mean you you have to you have to act your way through that song that is that's a full performance like if you're not good right. it, you're not going to sell it where is she singing because is she just singing in the middle of the mall I mean, that, possibly. She was She's, actually a backup singer for Little Anthony and the Imperials, and they don't get into that in that song, and that's a crime. <laughs> well, like, she I was do, singing okay. Tears on My Pillow, but it was her job to sing Tears on My Pillow. Right, well, this is the confusing part. And then we get into the next part. I mean, listen, the next verse also adds to the confusion, because she's clearly a music lover. Yes. Um, well, the thing I was going to say, so the other thing I like is that obviously there are, there are, re- this is 1977 when the song is released. Uh, there are references, there are overt and subtle references to marijuana. This is definitely a story that like a guy at a party is telling you when he's like really high and it's just going on and on and on. Right. And if you are on his wavelength, then that's fine. You're like, oh yeah. Oh man. I totally, oh, Ave Maria. I totally know where you're coming from. I absolutely... Or if you're not, you're just like, what is happening? This is right. just a, <laughs> a ramble of random details that don't add up to anything. Standing by the waterfall in Paramus Park, she was working for the friends of BAI. She was collecting cordage in her paper cup. She was looking for change, and so was I. That's a good um, line. That's good a really turn good of line. Phrase. Great. Oh, that's I a know. really great line. <laughs> <laughs> the, when I heard that's it, I had couple. to be like, when I heard it, I had to go back and be like, wait, did he just say, oh, well done. <laughs> Well done, Friedman. Uh, so, standing by the waterfall in Paramus Park. So, Paramus Park is a mall. Um, mm-hmm. So, she is, she's in the mall. And, obviously, it's the 70s. Uh, and so, if it's the 70s or 80s, there's a waterfall in the mall. Of course. Uh, for no reason. Um, and she's working for the Friends of BII. Now, Rachel, I think you've already sussed it out. But do we yes. know what that, what that means? It... It, so it took me uh, a minute. At first, I was like, "The friends of BII, BII. What is that like? A is it like, like a weird like uh, save the rainforest type thing?" But then I realized right. where we were, and it's WBAI. It's yes. the radio station BAI. 
So BII is a community-funded radio station, so she's collecting money for the radio station. Um, I can picture not... her setup, by the way. She's got a oh, folding yeah. table with one of those banners, mm-hmm. and she's got yep. her little like sign-up board and her little paper cup for change. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. saying, so... save the clock tower. Right. So, so, <laughs> so maybe she and is. And they're like, you're, you're working for a radio station. She said, no, but the clock tower is our morning drive show so that's right yeah save it yep mad dog in the clock tower (laughs) (laughs) hey clock (laughs) dog i'm telling you the the giants are gonna win all right clock tower all right all right settle down settle down (laughs) dong we'll be back in dong you make a good point clock tower you make a good point i can't argue with you well done well done They will oh, go all man. the way this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> BAI is not a sports station. I don't know why we went that well, route. Well, you said Mad Dog. That's, oh, that's, I guess. He's a sports guy. Oh, I don't Fine. know. I just said the most oh, okay. DJist <laughs> morning ride thing I can do. I'm, by the way, good on you, Dan, that you thought I knew that Mad Dog was a specific <laughs> reference. Oh, well, I don't know. He's, I mean, what do I know? Famous Isn't that just right, every um, radio guy's name? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but everybody's anyway, a mad dog. Going back to Ariel, maybe she was singing. Maybe part of her gig was to set up and sing some songs, and then be like, "If you want to hear more songs by not me, right? Uh, support <laughs> WBAI." I mean, so maybe that's look. How if he you want me to her. stop singing, listen to the radio. We need your money. <laughs> maybe that's how so he found she, her. If it's 1977, right? And she's like a hippie chick who is working for the friends of BAI. And she's collecting coins in the mall for the radio station. If you were to tell me that her bit was to sing uh, loudly to get people's attention, I would. That makes total sense, right? I would you buy totally it. Believe that that that's what she's doing. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he would find that very charming. <laughs> she was a Jewish girl. I fell in love with her. She wrote her number on the back of my hand. I called her up. I was all out of breath. I said, "Come in." this does feel a lot like oh okay here we are we're in the story now right i i like it has started and then like each successive detail really does not add up to anything other than to paint a picture, uh, especially of Ariel. But otherwise, there's not, you know, we're not like going to get in. There's no like dramatic irony reveal that's going to come later in the song where well, any of these details will have mattered. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Dean Friedman um, mm-hmm. is of Jewish heritage. So that wow. line is specifically for his mother. Big swing. right? That is for his <laughs> right. mother. That's say, for when she listens to this She's song. a Jewish girl and I love her. And his right. mother said, thank, thank you, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that that's what that's for. That's a that mom for line. an audience of one. Right. That's, that's right. An audience that's of right. one. That's when his mom listens to this song. He just, he had to slip that in somewhere. Just be like, oh, exactly. don't worry. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. She's that's Jewish. right. I mean, all these songs, all these details are like sort of observations. She was singing 
She was collecting right. money. She was at the mall. He fell right. in love with her. Like there's there's a jump. Well, I, I d- definitely oh, yeah. the the falling in love with her is like slow your roll, Dean, because you <laughs> just met her. You just because the next line is him uh is her writing his no. Her writing her number on his hand. So yes. they're still at their first introduction and he's in love yeah. with her. So I feel that, Michael. I understand that. But I don't I mean, think I they think just it's... I don't think he just shoved his hand out in front of her and said number. I think they had a conversation <laughs> first while she was, you know, busking for change. But for all the details that he gives, he doesn't give that detail. Right. I walked right. out and said hello. So I, when he says I fell in love with her, I mean, I think, you know, I think he's it's a love at first sight sort of thing. Right. Okay. Right. I think he's 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 smitten with her. Uh, I don't I don't think he's necessarily saying like this is the official love of my life forever. Um, but uh, yeah, so they they talk presumably she wrote her number on the back of my hand. I called her up. I was out of breath. And I said, come hear me play in my rock and roll bed. Okay, so we got to go through this real quick. <laughs> I called her up. That's fine. I was out of breath. Why? Why as were you as, out of breath? As soon as she wrote the number on his hand, he ran to the payphone <laughs> on the other side of the mall. But, but call, but she, she could call home. her. She doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> This is 1977. He just no. She he left a he home. left a, he left a message on on her answering machine. <laughs> I don't even know if she went on an answering machine at that point. I come here uh, by band play. Click. I'm staying on. I'm staying on Dean Friedman's side. I you guys are not romantic in the least. He's all out of breath because he's in love with her and he's nervous. Hello. Okay. It's the first time he's calling her. I. I he's <sighs> nervous to speak to her. I don't. I don't but want your. You, I don't want your yuck yucks right now. He's in love, <laughs> and that's what it is. It's just like have have guys. Come on, let's respect a little young love here, right? Um, some mall never, love. But of all the things that happen when you're nervous, I don't. I don't think being out of breath is one that's <laughs> like mentioned often. I've been nervous before. I've never been out of breath from being nervous. Well, he also did, like, a to psych- he did a 5k well, to psych himself. He did a 5k to psych himself. Yeah, yeah. Maybe as I was going to say, like if he's out of breath, like I mean, was he like building a treehouse all day? Was he running from a bear? Like what happened just before he called? Did he just wake up from a nightmare? Like these are all the reasons you would be out of breath, you know? Was I mean, doing, it's like, probably a, the bear thing, right? Yeah, he, he, like, he fought a bear. A, yeah, or was he in a production of Godspell, like, and came right off stage? It was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it was really, oh, it was intense tonight. Anyway, I was just wondering if you would like to uh, go. Uh, Dean, do you want to, like, you want to, like, call me back in five minutes? No, I got to, I got to do this right this. now. I, I got just, this. Prepare if... ye the way of the, do you want to come see my band? Pre. <laughs> uh, 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 so, yeah, okay. So, I'm out of breath again. A detail that has nothing to do with anything, but I do find it delightful. Um, so then he says he might have been calling from Jack Lane. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, what what was it back then? Yeah, I mean, he probably was actually being the class was probably being taught by Jack. Yeah, um, right. Jack Lane. Like it was probably the one location. Uh, it was like I this, in this class we learned how to pull a tugboat with our teeth. Let's go. <laughs> um. <laughs> I eat glass. I'm Jack Lalane. Uh, um, I'm calling so, from a fitness club, which is a thing now. <laughs> yeah. It was invented last week. We're all very excited about it. Um, <laughs> so then he says, uh, come, hear my, come hear me play in my rock and roll band. 
which obviously her next response to that is don't ever call me again. Yeah. Lose this number <laughs> immediately. I'm not interested in hearing your terrible rock and roll band. Right. Thank you anyway. Um, but I mean, presumably she says yes. Um, <laughs> Cause he, then he says, I took a shower and I put on my best blue jeans. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I could imagine what Dean's best blue jeans look like. Right. Uh, which means I do not want to imagine his worst <laughs> blue jeans. Like whatever the fourth mm. one in the rotation is. That's a real 70s um, line. I put on yeah. my best blue jeans. You're like, yeah, because we're all cash. It's the 70s, everybody. Right. <laughs> now, not so casual that obviously I rank my blue jeans. Like I have... Yeah. I have a spreadsheet, and when I say a spreadsheet, I don't mean Excel sheet. I mean a literal paper spreadsheet That's where right. I track the quality of my jeans. Um, but, yeah, so I put on my best blue jeans. I picked her up. In my I mean, jeans. it's probably like Sergio Valente, right? <laughs> was that in the 70s? Who, I don't know who that Jordash, is. Jordash? But... Or is Jordash 80s? Oh. Uh, Jordash, I feel like, is more 80s. Yeah, I mean, he feels like just a Levi's guy, right? I don't think he's yeah, could buying be. designer jeans. I mean, but but it's his best jeans. I think he probably just when he says his best, I think he just means the one with the least number of stains. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Like this one only has three stains, and so uh. that's why this is my best. Um, or it's or it's all based on the size of the bell bottom. Right. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. It could be bell bottom circumference. Uh, yeah. It there there's a there's a there's a uh, a score for least number of stains, uh, plus bell bottom circumference. Right. Uh, divided by belt loop length. Um, <laughs> These bell bottoms cover half the floor. These are my best jeans. <laughs> These are the best. Um, so uh, then he says, I picked her up in my new VW van. Um, All right. Which, well, only, you know, as someone who obviously came later than this, just the idea, and of course it had to be, but just the idea at some point that VW vans were new. That yeah. you could get a new one. <laughs> it seems very funny <laughs> right. to me. Um, this wasn't, he didn't buy this to be like a 90s hipster. Uh, he just bought a van because <laughs> right. that's what was available. He's not um, turning it into a tiny home. He's just using it as a van. <laughs> right, well, right. I think he's also transporting his band stuff. Yes. Well, like, that's why he got the, the van that's that was practical. He has, that's, yeah, he's that's very why practical. He has. Exactly. Also, he cars back then were $80. Right. right. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time you could, <laughs> this is a you could get like you get like a drink coupon kind of thing, and you right. could just get a car. This is yeah. a listen. This is a um uh, uh sort of not non sequitur, but this is a tangent. But I will the amount of times like I've had conversations with my father talking about his cars over the years, and in mm. in his teens and twenties, he's like, oh yeah, we had this car, and then I had that car, and then I had this car. I was like, where do you get this money? What are these? <laughs> Are you getting them at a vending machine? It's unbelievable <laughs> right. the amount of cars people had back then. I've had two yeah. cars in my life, and, and they, they were both VW vans. That's right, they and were they were just they were and they were both just like stocked with amplifiers. That's right. right, that's right. And people always say, "Oh, they don't make them like they used to." Well, they probably shouldn't because you went through cars like nobody's business back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was the thing. Like, first of all, they were super cheap. Um, you were constantly wrecking them. Uh, in like tragic ways, and I <laughs> right. believe, I believe before 1970, every third car in America at some point was possessed by a ghost, and That's so right. you That's, had that to was keep, tough. Like you would just get in on a Monday and be like, "Oh, ghost! I have to go get a new car," and then you yeah, would just but- go to the dealership 
and be like, hey, I have this voucher from the government because my car has a ghost. And they'd be like, well, just pick one off the lot, sir. Yeah, Go right ahead. The great, the great thing about those ghost cars, they never break down. They, no. they, all, they fix themselves. They literally oh, yeah. fix themselves. They're I mean, great. it's a miracle. Now, and then yeah, they yeah. find you. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the tough part. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, they, they, if you're not paying attention, they will slowly drift to the opposing <laughs> lane uh, right. in an attempt to kill you. Uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah, they've ran like a dream. Yeah, solid, uh, solid cars. <laughs> solid cars. Uh, so he picks her up in my new VW van. Um, she wore a peasant blouse with nothing underneath. Um, which oh a peasant know, blouse a peasant blouse yeah. I thought it was a pleasant blouse oh my god well it also probably was pleasant um but uh, again like painting a picture of a late seventies Jewish hippie girl um so she's she's wearing uh, a peasant blouse with nothing underneath um again not a detail not a detail that's necessary but. You know, speaking as a red-blooded American male, it's one I appreciate. And then he says, I said hi. And she said, yeah, I guess I am. Well done. Boom! That's number two. Great joke. That's number <laughs> Great two. Joke. <laughs> Great joke. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm sorry, that's my great joke alarm is going off. I got to turn that off. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. not awesome that he's driving a VW van while high well he's not high no she's high i mean he might be high but, oh but he i said says hi, oh hi uh, and she said yeah, yeah i guess i am she said yeah i guess i am i don't know why yes. even listening to it and everything i had it swapped in my head no good then good for him he's the designated driver then everything's yes. fine yeah yeah and she knows she's not driving so she's free to partake in whatever she wants because i also i mean again maybe maybe a little bit but he also i mean he's got to play a show he doesn't want to be too messed up so right yeah um, there's i mean if there's one thing that bands are never it is under the no. influence when they play music certainly not in the Absolutely 70s not. certainly no, not in the no, 70s no, no. <laughs> no every every rock band had a gentleman's greeting that they were going, <laughs> yes. to, that they were going to stay sober uh, and put on the best show possible. Yeah, and he was a gentleman. When she gets in the car, he says, "My, what a pleasant blouse." <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "Thank you. I got it at Bamberger's." Now we get. I guess this counts as a as a uh, a chorus for this song. Sure. Uh, but for the first time, we get her name right because he says, "Ariel." Her name is Ariel. We had a little time. We were real hungry. We went to Dairy Queen for something to eat. She had some onion rings. She had a pickle. She forgot to tell me that she didn't eat me. I had a gig in the American Legion Hall. It was a dance for the volunteer ambulance corps. She was sitting in a corner against the wall. She would smile and I melted so now they're going on a date right or or he's she's coming to see his band play but then he's like well we had a little extra time which is something that that happens in real life where you have like 20 minutes to kill but and i again i love this song not something that should happen in a song you should really streamline the story you shouldn't be like well we had a little extra time so i'll tell you what happened between then and the show (laughs) no just get right to the show. I don't. Need oh, to we made great time. We we left a little extra time for traffic, yeah. but for some reason, yeah. not yeah. a lot of cars on the road tonight. So we had some time. Okay, <laughs> now set that to music. You wanna? 
Dairy Queen. There's a Dairy Queen around there. I, I mean, like, I don't want to go to Dairy Queen, but it's the only place around. And if we go somewhere else, we're going to run out of time. Should we just stop right. by the DQ? This, I mean, this is this is the song equivalent of every like family party I've ever been to, or my uncle tells me about all the all the traffic. You know what I mean? Where he was like, <laughs> "Well, you know, on the belt, I thought it was going to be a lot of traffic, yeah. but we just flew through the belt. But then we got stopped at you know whatever." And I'm like, "Uh huh." Southern uh-huh, state. When you when you make that change from the belt to the southern state, you know yeah. how it is. The you know BQE. It it's under construction. So, it's been on construction for decades. Forever. Yeah. When are they going to finish this construction? Yeah, and I was gonna take the Tap and Z, but then I no, saw you don't want that to take it was the tap jammed. And Z. No, they said no, on 880 it was tap. jammed. So yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, but and now to music. It, I was gonna say it's that conversation, except there's someone playing a piano right behind. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> right, right. Um, so we had a little time. We were real hungry. I bet you were. Uh, so we went to Dairy Queen for something to eat. She had some onion rings. She had a pickle. <laughs> she forgot to tell me that she didn't eat meat. Um, again, any thoughts on this? I mean, one? just the. I mean, again, she had some onion rings. I was fine with she had some onion rings because I assumed that there was going to be some build. And then he's like, she had a pickle. Right. <laughs> what are you saying right now? Like, you're right. These are just, we're getting in the weeds here right now, Dean. Like, it's like Dean, you ran out of reel things it back. to say. Reel it back. Yeah, yeah. Can I get yeah, a yeah. number three meal, but without the actual sandwich? Just everything around it? That'd be great. And then uh, I do I do like how he puts it on, how he puts it on her, and he says, uh, she forgot to tell me she didn't eat meat. <laughs> Not, you didn't ask. I forgot to ask yeah. if she ate meat. You just, right. You're like, well, she didn't tell me. So all she has is onion rings and pickles. Right. I mean, wh- can I get you a hamburger? Well, I don't I don't eat meat. Well, then you can have some lettuce and right. a pickle and a piece of bread. Yeah. What if in the middle You could of also this have a ver- straw but no soda. What about what if in the middle of this verse they just broke out into that um song from the 80s, the McDonald's song? But they're like, mm. she had some onion rings, she had a pickle, <laughs> big mac french fries. <laughs> do you remember do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, big oh, mac with DLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese with like a cheddar hamburger, a cheeseburger, happy meal. <laughs> that, if they went into that, it would make as much sense as anything else. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, Dean's got a little something with uh, fast food restaurants, which I'm going to get to in the, uh, in the story behind the story. Wait, did but, this um, just start as a Dairy Queen commercial? And then he's like, I should write a story <laughs> around this. Well, um, yeah, so, but. I, well, first of all, it's funny that he specifically mentions Dairy Queen. Yeah. Secondly, like he was like, "Well, she forgot to tell me that she didn't eat meat." But it's like, well, where else would you have gone? I mean, this is the '70s. I don't right. know. There's not like a vegan restaurant on every corner, so you probably still would have gone to Dairy Queen. I guess he's saying that, like, that, like he maybe he got her a hamburger and she couldn't eat it. Oh, so that. she ate the pickle and she's eating the onion ring. That which could is be leaving the burger alone. So this poor guy's got to eat two hamburgers before he goes on stage. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll say Um, this, too. In the 70s, there's no way those onion rings weren't being cooked in animal fat. I hate to tell her. Those were fried in animal fat. Yeah, definitely. Um, But I mean, So was the pickle. Who knows? (laughs) I guess if you're a a 70s vegetarian, beggars can't be choosers. You got to basically be happy with with what you got. It's Um, 1977. There was one gym. It was Jack LaLanne. He was the only member. Yeah, yeah. And again, not so much a gym as a harbor where he pulled a tugboat with his teeth <laughs> um, and then yelled at you to do the same. Five um, pounds for every year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's an arrest development quote. 
yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he mentions that he mentions specifically that it's, that it's Dairy Queen. Um, I was going to say, in his defense, I mean, their conversation in the mall got down to the fact that she was Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, he, pro- he may have expected that she would have explained the fact that she's a vegetarian, too. That's but, true. Uh, I guess she did not get around to it. So, um, I had a gig in the American Legion Hall. It was a dance for the Volunteer Ambulance Corps. Corps. She was sitting in a corner against the wall. She would, smi- uh, w- she would smile, and I melted all over the floor. Um, so again, as we already mentioned, like if, if uh, Dean was telling me this story, I might be doing the kind of like, pull it, reel it back in, let's wrap it up right. you know, movement of like, <laughs> I don't need to know all this level of detail. Just tell me about Ariel. I want to know about Ariel. And again, like if like if I it was if I met a friend and the friend was high and he's like, I met this girl, I gotta tell you, like, this would be the like five minute point where I'd be like, Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 but tell me about the girl. I don't care about the onion rings or what the dance was for. Uh I wanna hear about the girl. So right. he's definitely like going like going off on all these these details. I do love how fantastically pedestrian all of this is or right. almost pathetic that it's like he doesn't have this like great gig right <laughs> that we're like where there's thousands of people screaming his name he's he's at the he's at the vfw hall uh for for like some ambulance people like this great. this is this is all it is <laughs> like it's not that exciting but they didn't um, even have to go to the to the dairy queen i mean they're at the american legion they probably have snacks oh they definitely have snacks right yeah yeah they, they got pretzels on every table. Yeah. But Michael, I think you're forgetting an incredibly important detail in this story. They had time to kill before <laughs> they went to the VFW hall. So that's the only reason they went to Dairy Queen was they just had like an extra 20 minutes. The amount of words in, two, in, in each line, it's just too many words. Like yeah. the idea of it was a dance for the Volunteer Ambulance Corps. Volunteer Ambulance Corps, that's too much. Just say, right. make anything. You don't have to be so specific, buddy. Like he, it's just so many words that right. he starts to trail off at the end. And it's yeah, but the best. floor rhymes with floor. Volunteer ambulance car. Uh, it's great. I, I'm not complaining, but it struck me every time he did it. I'm like, are you're not going to get to the end of this line? Right. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was like like an action movie where it's right. just like, oh no, he he's running out of time. He's running out of exactly. line. How, how will he get there? That's exactly. Maybe that's why he was out of breath on the phone call because he was singing yeah. the song. Right. <laughs> He just made it out of the out of this verse, uh, but I don't know how he's gonna get. I don't know how to get through the next one. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Again, like, and it is a very simple like do 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 do, so that he can like basically put any number of words in there. Yeah, he can easily like kind of squeeze in a couple of more words because God forbid we don't know that the ambulance corps is volunteer. Right. I mean, how could I possibly listen to this song if I wasn't fully aware of what the dance was for? Um, <laughs> but, it would uh, have left me But wanting. it paints a mental picture. Like, I know exactly what this gig looked like. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh, a like, lot the, of, the there's fluorescent a lot of lights were definitely on. Yep, there's a lot of wood paneling. Yes, yes. How do we Paper tablecloths. What do we think the Volunteer Ambulance Corps thinks of this rock band? Do you think they're excited? to to see this like is this like a christmas party or or like sort of an equivalent like or is this just is this to raise money 
No, I or... no, I think it's like a it's a dance. It's a party. Yeah, it's a okay. party. Yeah, it's like a little little dance. I think they're good with it. I think okay. they worked hard to find the best band for their group, mm-hmm. and they they just meshed with the yeah, Dean uh-huh. and the Volunteer Ambulance Corps. They meshed. That's the name of the band, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. They the <laughs> they're definitely like a cover band, right? They're like a wedding band. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah. I mean, maybe they have like a few originals, but mostly they're just you know, they're taking requests. Yeah. Um. So, uh, she was sitting in the corner against the wall, and when she would smile, I melted all over the floor. That's actually really oh, sweet. that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. He really likes. If not smile, so. gross. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's lovely. No, I, Michael's thinking he's literally melting. Yeah. <laughs> My God, help! Michael. Me. If, what? If if only I was in a room with ambulance professionals. <laughs> help me. No, I only get the volunteer ambulance corps. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally melting on the floor. Someone help me! Someone throw a bucket of water on me. Um. So he says, Ariel, Ariel again. I know this world um, is killing you. Yeah. Uh, I took Every time I read the, the, cor- the chorus in quotes, um, yeah. I'm thinking it's Allison, but it's not. Well, it's also right. hilarious, as Rachel mentioned, that he's trying to cram as many words as he possibly can into the first. <laughs> and then the chorus is just two words <laughs> that he stretches out to, Ariel. Like, yeah. it's... He makes one word have nine syllables, and that's the entire chorus. Like, it is <laughs> well, so completely the, unbalanced. Yeah, he used his full vocabulary in the verses. I took her home with me. We watched TV. I met on a cello and some guy going steady. I started fooling around with the vertical hold. We got the munchies and I made some spaghetti. We sat and we talked into the night What channel 2 was signing off the air I found the softness of the mouth We made lots of bombs bursting in air Took her home, we watched TV, that's fine A net food, a cello, and some guy going steady So I picture it yeah, it's actually a great detail, right? Because it's some old movie yeah. that's running. Well, um, back then, not that old. Well, but I know, but it's I mean, it's though. yeah. They're watching like the Late Show. Right. It's after their. It's after the concert. Right. Got it. Yeah. It's it's some movie that's like fifteen years old. Right. They're um, watching like at, a sixties beach blanket bingo sort of totally. situation. Right. Right. Exactly. And you know, and that's what it would be. It was is that you know the they would. You know, they would just be playing some old movie late at night. Um, in this, you know, there's, there's, there's not like there's Seinfeld reruns or whatever. Like this is the <laughs> only thing that's on. Um, Before right, the so channel went off that. the air. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, gets there. Well, we're gonna get there. Um, and then, uh, well, I do want to say, and this, this obviously is like the fifties or probably early sixties, but I do remember my dad telling me that they used to show the like, um, whatever, like the million dollar movie. And then, so they would, like, show this movie on TV, and then at the end they would go, if you missed any part of the million-dollar movie, stay tuned, and they would re- they would run the movie again. Uh, <laughs> just to fill up, like, four hours sure. of, <laughs> of TV time. Um, so... And it was uh, always It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so Ned Foot and Shell is some guy going steady. I started fooling around with the vertical hold. That is the most annoying thing I have ever heard in my life. Why are you doing that? Stop that. No, I imagine. Stop it. I imagine he's trying to, like, get it better. Oh, you think he's just, like, literally oh, messing around with it? You think he's trying to... F- I thought he was just messing around with it. No, I feel like, like he just has some crummy, you know... Yeah, he was trying to fix the picture TV. on the TV. By the way... Okay. By the way, kids, that's a thing that you used to have to do. Oh, yeah. Just mess around yeah, yeah, with yeah. the vertical hold. Well, and it's funny because I think... You turn that little knob in, you have to twist it, (laughs) turn the knob, twist it. Well, because we actually came, we came of age after that, but I think probably all of us had like an old TV, right? Because I remember the the TV that I had in my room was like 15 years old. It was like an old black and white TV. And yeah, it had the vertical hold knob that you'd have to like turn to try to get the picture to come in. We had the nice, Um, yeah, we had the nice TV downstairs and upstairs in the den where the Nintendo, where the original Nintendo was plugged into. That was the old TV with the wood paneling side and the vertical knobs. (laughs) Yes. And as I saw someone said on Twitter once, if someone was like, you know, say how old you are without saying your actual age. And the person responded, uh, video games were on channel three. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's so yeah, right. so that old panel TV, you had to turn it to channel three in order to do either watch a movie, uh, watch a VHS tape, or to play video games. That's right. Um, and, and, and if you had you... the little switch in the That's back. It. Yeah, you had the that switch would... in the back. <laughs> that would switch it. That you literally um, had to screw into the back of your TV. Yes. You screwed <laughs> it into the back of your TV. Um, but Dan, to your point of this being the most annoying line, like all I could think as he's messing with the vertical hold, it's like, it's just leave it. The picture is well, fine. You're just making it worse. But that, well, if you guys are saying you're trying to make it better, then that's fine. But him saying I was fooling around with it makes it seem like he was purposely like messing with it, right? Like they're oh, just high that. and bored, and he's just messing with the vertical hole. <laughs> which again, because the, then the, then the picture would like flip like crazy when you did that. So that would be yeah. so obnoxious. I mean, it could be, like, be that too. Please stop doing that. It could be. I mean, that- it depends on, I guess it depends on how high they are. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. If they're, if they're super high, then the regular TV is flipping and the vertical right. hold is going to help them out. <laughs> so they're going to wake up, they're going to wake up in the morning and the TV is going to be flickering and they're going to say, man, that looked perfect last night. Yeah. Right? Like that yeah. was perfect. What That's happened? so bizarre. Um, um, and the to, walls melted. Did everybody see that? <laughs> to answer your question about who makes spaghetti at eleven thirty at night, Dan, you have to well, get say, the context yeah, yeah. of that. Of we got the munchies, okay. and I made some spaghetti. Now, Listen, but here's here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. I, and I well, first of all, obviously we're gonna have to spend a long time on this because this is the key line of the song. Um, and this was the line that when I heard it, I was just like, well, we have to, we have to do this on the show, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. I, I understand that context. I, it has been a long time, but I have had the munchies many times in my life. Uh, I have never once had the thought to make spaghetti, uh, in the middle of the night. That, that is definitely a new one on me. So, well, we're just different people, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I, I think there are. It just seems so complicated. But that's, it, that's, that's, but that's it, the only thing. But doesn't it sound complicated? Like, yeah, it's For, if you were super high. Yes. Look, one time I ate an entire bag of bugles and then remembered that I don't like bugles. So don't come to me. Like I understand where what's happening here. I'm so just you, saying to, to have the patience to boil water seems 
<laughs> outside of of what they would be willing to do. But okay, maybe I'm two, wrong. Two things. Two things. Number yeah. one, we're just talking like Francesco Rinaldi sauce in right. a in a pot. Number two, that that pasta is probably either super al dente or yeah. super mushy because they forgot how long they had it on. <laughs> right. Okay. But yes. but but when you want something at eleven thirty at night, yeah, it does. You it has to happen. It has right. to happen. All right. That's um, fair. It could uh, just be cold SpaghettiOs out of a can, too. That's true, too. I made some spaghetti. What'd you do? I opened a can. You're a yep. gourmet. Oh, I see you also follow Chef Boyardee. <laughs> um. But that line so, yeah. makes the most sense to me, Dan. All right. Oh, we got the munchies yeah. and I made some spaghetti. That's right. That's true <laughs> life. That's true life right there. Oh, man. And how great was it that you could be in like your 20s and you could eat pasta <laughs> uh, you could carb up at 11 30 at night and not have to oh, worry about man. it oh man uh i'm gonna go to the yeah. diner at like two in the morning and like eating like a full oh, yeah. meal uh yeah, glorious yeah, yeah yeah well in college we used to go there was this like uh diner that was always empty and like we would just sit there for hours <laughs> and uh the way like the way just to bring us coffee and then after a while she was like you guys can just go behind the counter and get some more that's so uh, good and so, and we would just drink like 17 cups of coffee uh, and then go home and fall asleep because yeah. um, you could, we, because our, our bodies made no sense. I our mean, bodies made as much sense as the song does. I will say this. We, <laughs> Michael and I went to the same college and Michael, do you remember Valentino's there? We went to this no. restaurant a couple of times. It was an all night Italian restaurant. It wasn't a diner. And I remember going after sh some shows or whatever. And we would literally go and it would and it would just be Italian food at like one in the morning, like mm. fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> and it yep. was perfect. Yep. Anyway, what I'm saying is do this while you can, folks. What? what yes, well, yes. A, yes. But also B, I just imagine you putting like a fork full of uh, pasta in your mouth. You just look, look over and Dean Freeman just winks. Yep. <laughs> he knows what's you, up. You've you've learned the glory of late night pasta. Um <laughs> so so they made some spaghetti. Um presumably they ate it as well. Uh and he says, We sat and talked into the night while Channel Two was signing off the air. I found the softness of her mouth. Oh ew. <laughs> uh we made love, the bombs bursting in air. Another great line. Yeah. Uh, frankly. So even though air rhymes with air, but we'll ignore that for a second. So uh, we sat talked into the night. Like, this is this is young love. This is just this sure. is perfect. Um, while Channel 2 was signing off the air. So again, this also predates us somewhat, but this is what used to happen, is the channel would just sign off the air. Um, and they, they're making love. Uh, or he found the softness of her mouth. I do not like that line. Right. Uh, that just... <laughs> really skeeves me out. Um, but they made love, and when the channel would sign off, they would play the national anthem. So, the line, the bombs bursted in air. Yes. Uh, obviously, he's also making a, you know, not a double entendre, but an allusion to, you know, often, like, fireworks represent uh, this sort of thing, like in an old movie, so it all kind of ties together quite it's well. It's a good line. Um, and then Ariel, 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 and then he repeats, way on the other side of the Hudson, deep in the bosom of suburbia, 
I met a young girl. She sang mighty fine, tears on my pillow, and Ave Maria. Maria again. At no point in the song does she sing. So <laughs> yeah, why to he end, keeps harping yeah. on that. And he ends the the song with it, tears right. on my pillow and Ave Maria. Over this and was, over again. This is the uh, this is the walking in Memphis part where there's just the random repetition of the opening line. Right. Yeah. It right. goes Back to the original. But um, and yeah. So, I mean, do you think at some point she joins the band? Is that what we're to assume? I She's allowed so. to sing two songs. Right. right. Or I don't know. Yeah. that, Or either that or it's a hell of a medley. I don't know how they fit yeah, together. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, I just imagine Gene with the band being like, hey, guys, this is Ariel. Uh, two things. One, she's joining the band. Also, secondly, we all have to learn Ave Maria, right? We're okay with that, right? If we do one of our songs, this Ave Maria that we do at our gigs, where are you guys going? Guys? <laughs> Stop calling her Yoko. Right. <laughs> her name's Ariel. Uh, um, yeah. So that's it. So uh, the song makes no sense. It's super weird, and I love everything about it. Oh, it's so, a delight. Uh, any, other, any other thoughts uh, all, on this? I mean, all I'm going to say is this. When I listened to it, and the more we go into the, into the lyrics, the more I'm loving this song. But yeah. it has, and I do not mean this in a bad way, it mm-hmm. has the sound, it has the feel of a parody song. Something mm. about it feels like it's a parody song, and it is not. But yes. as you're listening to these lines, I kept on thinking, well, what's going to happen? Like, what is this the right. parody of? Like, where's the <laughs> joke? And there's no joke. It's just the feel <laughs> of the song. And I love it. Rachel? That is an, a brilliant observation. That is <laughs> absolutely correct. Well, no, because you are right. This reminds me of like when I would hear a Weird Al song as a kid and not realize that it was a parody of something. You know what right. I mean? And then it would hear the real version years later. Um, yeah, it has that that sort of artificial feeling of like, get it? Get it? Yeah, you get it. This is the parody, and but there's no song it's parodying. Like it's not. That's right. You know, so it almost feels like. He's like trying to shove a couple of words in to like make the joke, but have it fit into the original uh, tune. Right. But he doesn't need to do that because this isn't a parody. <laughs> That's he's right. Not, That's right. He's not bound by any by by an old song that he's trying to yeah. fit the lines into. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, th- and this is, and I I actually shouldn't even bring up Weird Al because that 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 uh, you know, obviously Weird Al is good at what he does. This is like the Z morning zoo parody version, right? Where they're like, you know, it's, it's like not as good. It's, you know, it's just, again, they're trying to shove in too many words to the line to make the joke work, but it's catchy um, as heck, man. But yeah, but I still love the song. Do, but, I, I think do, it's do, great. Do, um, do, but, do, super weird. Da, so, and we'll, we'll talk more about, um, the history, obviously in a little bit, but, um, all right. So expanded universe. Um, so I've, I've done this one before, but yeah, I think they definitely bought their pot from John Lee uh, Pettimore. Oh, he's, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's providing everybody with their pot. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, he's really big in Paramus. Uh, that was, that was <laughs> right. definitely his, his uh, he's, he's, he's uh, taken, uh, what was that song called? Thunder Road? No. Um, what was that song called? Um, what song? Was it? The 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 Johnny oh Pettimore. Copperhead Road oh Copperhead I, I, Road I thought Copperhead you weren't meant another sorry, sorry, song sorry. I was like I no, don't no, know no, no, no. Copperhead Road no, no, no. yeah 
Yeah, he's saying Copperhead Road released to Paramus was the joke <laughs> I was going to make. That's right, so that's, right. That's, where he's, that's where he's traveling to sell his wares. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, she's a singer. I can't think of any song no. about a woman who's a singer. So right? yeah, no, I don't think uh, I don't think that makes that that adds up to anything. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't think of yeah. anything. No, <laughs> no she's call. Pearl. This is the Pearl prequel. She's a singer. She's gonna turn into this Ariel. Right. She's gonna change her name to Pearl, and she's gonna be singing in that nightclub. So this one hundred percent works. Um, Wait, is there a song up, about a woman named Pearl who's a singer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah never would have known. Yeah, yeah. No, after crazy. Dean breaks her heart, uh, she's gonna end up all alone, uh, <laughs> sing, singing in that. You know, she got she got a record. She won the contest for BAI. That's right. <laughs> oh that's my right. god, it all works. That's right. That's she why she was she's... on the radio, but it didn't just didn't work out. Now she's in that nightclub. Here's so. the thing: you can't have your A side be tears on my pillow, and then have the <laughs> B side be Ave Maria. What is? Who's gonna buy that album? Oh. It doesn't fit together. But she was yeah, adamant no. about it. Adamant <laughs> no, about it's it. the like, rare Christmas these... album that you could sort of flip over right. and the rest of the year listen to the other side. That's right. You gotta understand: these are my two best songs. <laughs> I don't care that they don't fit together. Um, and so here's a question for you guys. Is this yeah. our first song that definitively takes place in New Jersey? Because I couldn't think of another one. There's other ones that maybe they do or they don't mention where they are. But I think this might be our first song that definitively mentions that it takes place in New Jersey. I mean, um, we haven't done any Bon Jovi. We haven't done nope. any Springsteen. Nope. So, no, it all checks out that this okay. is probably our first jersey <laughs> now while i was do i was going through the list of songs to do to see if i could think of any songs that might have taken place in new jersey and i realized while i was doing that that we have done between the first version of the show and the second version five, at least five songs that definitively take place in georgia okay which seems weird that's to me yeah georgia has a lot of and not not one of them is georgia on my mind Right. Well, there's The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Right. There's The Devil Went Down to Georgia. So we have two songs that mention Georgia in the title. Right. Um, we just did Old Red that he mentions takes place in Georgia. Uh, and then it Never Been to Me and Fancy, they both mention Georgia. Wow. So yes, they do. It's weird. Georgia's yeah, a magical yeah. place. I know. <laughs> so there you go. I just, I just thought that was weird. I was like, Georgia seems vastly overrepresented uh, in this. So we definitely have to find songs that take place in like North Dakota or Arizona right. or just other places that, you mm -hmm. know, are not. Because uh, we've well, got a couple of Texas. We definitely had a few Californias, some New Yorks. So I'd where like to... was um, Wildfire? Where'd that take place? I don't know. I mean, did I they say it? Yeah, Somewhere in there was the a whole. Way. We did a whole thing about where it took place. Yeah, the Does state. Say definitively, is it Montana? Oh right. Oh no, because cause, yeah, because it's like no, it's is it South Dakota? Because I remember we mentioned is there mountains? In yes, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Or maybe oh no, maybe it was Nebraska. Nebraska. It's Nebraska. Right, right. We were trying to figure out. Yeah. Okay, that's true. All right, so we have at least one flyover country. We should. Song. Oh, we should do a map. So that's good. Oh, we should. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Where um, 
I don't, I'm not sure if this was New Jersey, but uh, the night Chicago died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. that was in Chicago, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, that's right. A, that's right. It's a tiny town. It's like uh, it's like London, Texas. Uh, <laughs> it's like not, right outside the Holland Tunnel. It's not what you would think. Uh, no, Paris, Texas. I'm yeah, sorry. I was gonna I say the joke. I was Paris. gonna be like, man, there's there's a London, Texas too. <laughs> Paris, Texas. I mean, there could anyway. be anyway. I mean, there probably is. Yeah. But um, anyway, let's take a quick break. and we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Mark and Sarah talk about songs is it will probably not shock you to learn a pop music review and analysis podcast in which Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. Hello. Talk about songs. And it's not just about the songs. It's about first dates, last concerts, pop chart horoscopes, Dolly Parton prayer candles, the correct ranking of platinum albums, playlists for that convertible you rented on vacation, your basic omnibus if music be the food of life situation. Play on! Because pop music is about more than just pop music, or at least that's our firm belief. And Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is about more than just Mark and Sarah talking. So become part of the conversation wherever you download podcasts, or find us on Facebook at mastus.podcast, or on Twitter at Talk Songs. See you there. All right, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. This is the part of the show where we tell you about the history of this song. I'm going to walk us through it, and then you guys respond to anything I say. So that's, the, <laughs> that's how that's conversations happen. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, I just I'm I'm in a I'm in a Dean Friedman headspace. So I'm <laughs> I'm throwing in extraneous details that are uh, that need to be there. So uh, this is Ariel uh, by Dean Friedman. It was released April 1977 and it hit number 26 on the U.S. Hot 100. So Dean Friedman was a uh, singer. A musician. Uh, he was born May 23rd, 1955 in Paramus, New Jersey. So this song is basically, as you're going to hear more, 
uh, I don't know if this actually happened, but this is basically just his life. I mean, every detail of, of his life is is in this song. Uh, he's from Paramus, New Jersey. And as a teenager, he played in a band that did wedding and bar mitzvahs. And he majored in music at City College of New York. By the time he was 20, he had a recording contract with the Life Song label. This makes sense now. He's from Paramus, New Jersey, but I'm going to say that he probably met Ariel when he was at City College. And so he was living in the city, he went going back to college, over. and he went back right. over to Paramus. He met Ariel. There we mm. go. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he's probably back in either his dorm room or he has like a little apartment, right, while he goes right. to City College. Right. Right. Yeah, and yeah. all the, the names or places that he's like sort of checking off in the song, like he knows exactly where they are. Oh, yeah. Like he has a specific Dairy Queen. Yeah. That he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like none of this yeah, is yeah. generic. This is all very specific. Yeah. It's that this, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Dean Freeman is very much a write what you know person because there's literally just every detail is just and and again, like the most mundane details of his life uh are in the songs. So Dean Freeman is considered a one hit wonder in the US. Do not worry about him. He is a Renaissance man. And we're gonna get into that. So okay. uh the, his his musician career is just one part of a larger tapestry. Already, but excited. weirdly, weirdly, he is considered a one-hit wonder in the U.S. and a one-hit wonder in the U.K. However, for two different songs. What? Oh, that's weird. Not for Ariel. So, so Ariel hit number twenty-six in the U.S. So it's his only top forty hit. In the U.K., Ariel did not chart. But he had a duet with a singer named Denise Marza that was called Lucky Stars, and that reached number three. Whoa! So, like I said, this makes Dean Freeman a one-hit wonder in both the U.S. and the U.K., but for two different songs. That's nuts. Yeah. So I listened to Lucky Stars, and it is, not surprisingly, an extremely weird song. It's like a duet. So she's like, why are you angry? And he's like, I'm not angry. He's like, well, you sound angry. Well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> angry. Well, you're acting angry. Well, I'm getting angry now because you've asked me if I'm angry. And I'm like, oh, God, that's the stupid fight that we have all the time. No. <laughs> and it's in song form. So the entire song is just details about things that you don't know what they're talking about. So, it, um, so, so, that, it's, so they're it, having a fight. Yeah, so go it's, on. Not just a, it's not just a pluralized version of the Madonna song, Lucky Star. No. Because that's what no, I'm no. hearing in my head is like Dean Friedman going, you must be my lucky stars. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you. Um, yeah. No, and then no, no. Denise Marza turns around and says, you also are my lucky star. <laughs> right. Yes. No. We're is, lucky stars. <laughs> and he's like, and it's it, also because you make the darkness seem so far. And, and she's like, you too. <laughs> it's right. just her you keeping also... going. Yes. Also you. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the but I'm the luckiest the song... by far. But no, I am. I'm. We're both very. I'm lucky too. Yeah, I'm also the luckiest by far. Well, you can't be the luckiest by far if I'm the luckiest by far. <laughs> I'm also. So we're luckiest. we're both equally lucky. Yay, lucky stars. Yeah, the, the second half of the song is just Dean Friedman singing the lyrics to Lucky Star and, and Denise Marza going ditto, <laughs> and, also, and also that. So it was a number three hit in the UK. This is a one hit wonder in both the US and the UK. So. Dean Freeman also provided vocals for a series of television commercials in the 1970s in the New York metro area. Yes. I promise you, I tried very hard. I could sadly <laughs> find no information on which uh, commercial jingles he sang. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I tried. Oh, However, amazing. I want to hear those commercials. 
He did record a single, or he recorded a song that was a single, did not chart. So this is what I mentioned before. The song is called The McDonald's Girl, which is a song about Dean Friedman falling in love with the girl working behind the counter in McDonald's. So and does he just fall in love with people at work? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But he's but like literally, not only does he talk a lot about fast food restaurants, but he also like he's literally just like I went to McDonald's. Like that's my day. Can I so, say something? Is yes. there any chance that he sang that McDonald's song? Which do one? we the Big Mac McDLT a quarter pounder with some cheese fillet, a fishy hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden French fries, regular or larger sizes, and then it fumbles off because nobody won that million dollars. But right. is there a possibility that he sang that song? Because I'm getting very excited right now. Well, he did not because. Oh. Well, that's de- <laughs> now I'm depressed. So that song is based off a song called Life is a Rock, but the radio rolled me. The band is Reunion. Yeah. That's not Dean Friedman. No, I know. Um, I know, but right. what I'm asking is if he sang the actual McDonald's song. Oh, well, I mean, that's like a, the, the actual McDonald's song is like a big chorus singing. No, so, but there's I, one guy who sings it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I Yeah, there's, a, at the end, everybody's like, oh, I know, ah, but there's oh. one lead dude who sings it, and then he, I mean, and then he, uh, and everybody starts to come in, and everybody starts to fumble, but there's one lead person. Eat your cookies and a drink of Coca-Cola, diet coke and orange, drink a Sprite and coffee, decaf to a low fat milk, also an orange juice, I love McDonald's, good time, great taste, and I get this all at one place. Got it? Got it! Okay, now you do it! Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese, Ah, too bad. Because if this class can do the McDonald's menu song all the way through, a listener out there is going to win a million dollars. Win a million dollars? Yeah. So let's try again. Big Mac- of all the tangents we've gone on on this show, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just one I never expected. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know. Because, again, I okay. can't find information. What I was going to say was his song, The McDonald's Girl, was in the 90s re-recorded by a band and used in a McDonald's commercial. So wow. it's not him singing it, but his song was in a 90s McDonald's commercial. Interesting. That's all I was going to say. Now we start getting to the weird parts. He wrote and performed music for TV shows, including the theme songs for Nick Arcade and Erie, Indiana. He also wrote the theme song to the cult horror what? film, I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle, and the song is called She Runs on Blood, Not Gasoline. <laughs> so... Dean Friedman also wrote a book entitled The Complete Guide to Synthesizers, Sequencers, and Drum Machines, which was released in 1985. According to Wikipedia, the information is out of date, but it is still used on the secondary market for for buying old synthesizers. And uh, if if you're like a collector, which, yeah, I mean, if you're collecting old synthesizers, you have so much money because those things take up like the size of a wall. So I don't even know where you would store them. But he also set up a school called the New York School of Synthesis um, and produced a series of films called Intro to Synthesis. So he was a big Holy moly. synthesizer. Yeah, right. So he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a lot of stuff. So now, in 1989, Dean Freeman created a video game called Eat a Bug. He licensed that video game to Nickelodeon for a show called Total Panic, which served as the prototype for Nick Arcade. Wait, is that the place where they go in and they're, they're in the video game? Is that that game? I think so. Yes. <gasps> and oh is Nick Arcade gosh. the the show that he did the theme song for? Yes. Oh, okay. So there was a show called Nick Arcade where kids would play video games on TV, basically, um, and it was like sort of a game show. Um, so he he made this video game called Eat a Bug. He licensed a Nickelodeon for the show called Total Panic. 
That show turned into Nick Arcade. He wrote the theme song for Nick Arcade. He also created or produced a dozen other video games that were also on Nick Arcade. And he started a company that makes video games called NVIDIA. Oh, my gosh. So he's doing okay. He's doing it. He's doing a lot of stuff. He's doing a lot of stuff is my point. So he, he had a top 40 hit. He wrote a book about synthesizers and he started a video game company and also wrote some theme songs for shows like Nick Arcade and Erie, Indiana. So some information about stuff that's mentioned in the song. So they mentioned Tears on My Pillow. That was a hit for Little Anthony and the Imperial. Tears on my pillow Pain in my heart Caused by you Such a good song. It was released in 1958. Uh, It reached number four on the Hot 100. Little Anthony and the Imperials is also known for songs like Out of My Head. Such a good song. Such a good song. All three of them. They're inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. And just to uh, make our regular Story Song podcast connections, Hurt mm-hmm. So Bad was famously covered in 1980 by... Miss Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. Yay! She had a huge hit with it on her yes, 1980 really Mad did. Love album. So Paramus Park is a mall in Paramus, New Jersey. It was built in 1974 and it still exists. And its original anchor stores were Sears and A&S. You bet. So, so when he went one. to the mall, they were like, which which mall are you going to go to the old? No, I'm going to go to the new mall, the brand new Paramus Park Oh, yeah, mall. that's right. Yeah, it's only three yeah, yeah. years old at that point. Yeah, it was a fairly new one. I mean, the, the waterfall still running. So, you know, that. <laughs> right. And the water was clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like uh, every mall in the late '80s where the waterfall was now turned off, and it was this weird, dusty, uh, yeah. dried-out bed. It's just like a strange rust stain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. terrible. It's a long rust stain running down. <laughs> uh, as Rachel mentioned, WBAI is a free-form music and news station. It was famous for its counterculture programming in the '60s and '70s, and among other notable events. BAI, do you guys know what BAI is most famous for? No. no. Want to guess? I would BAI. guess um, yeah. for a woman who um, <laughs> collected change yeah, yeah. in the mall. <laughs> exactly. Uh, possibly. But the, the thing I was referring to is BAI famously broadcast George Collins' Seven Dirty Words. Oh. Uh, routine. Uh, which led to a Supreme Court case in 1978 that established the government's ability to regulate speech on broadcast. Wow. You know what I mean? It's just like we've decided there'll be some words we won't say all the time. And I was just trying to find out which words they were. For sure. All of them. I wanted a list. Because nobody gives you a list. That's the problem. They don't give you a list. Wouldn't you think it'd be normal if they didn't want you to say something to tell you what it is? Nobody even tells you when you're a kid what the words are that you're supposed to avoid. You have to say them to find out which ones they are. That's That's crazy. amazing. And so that actually probably would have been going on because it took a couple of years to get to the Supreme Court. So if, it, if, the case, if the case was decided in 78, so that actually was probably happening at the time. Uh, yeah. So if you don't know famously, are you, are you going to say them right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, here they are. Here they are. <laughs> Get ready to see that tiny little E next to this episode. <laughs> um, they broadcast a routine by George Carlin, the seven dirty words you can't say on TV. 
Um, and before then, there was it was not established that the government could regulate broadcasting. There was an internal like industry standards, but there was nothing official from the government. And they basically were like, well, the government can't regulate broadcast. Uh, then it went to the Supreme Court and the, and the Supreme Court was like, uh, no, we can. Uh, so that's <laughs> why now uh, we beg to differ. Get, right. So that's why now you would get an FCC violation where beforehand there was nothing officially set up for that. So very, very famous, very famous case. Annette Funicello. Uh, she started her career at the age of 12 on the Mickey Mouse Club in 1950. Oh, because they were watching her move. Okay. Right. Right. I, I, I was interested uh, to see where the link between seven <laughs> dirty words you could never say on television and Annette Funicello. She just, I mean, Annette Funicello famously had a filthy mouth. Um, <laughs> she actually invented nine new words. That you <laughs> no, she, uh, they watch her movie. And um, so she started the Mickey Mouse Club in 1950 when she was 12. And in the 1960s, she started a series of beach party movies. This is most likely what Dean and Ariel are watching. The titles of those movies are Beach Party, Muscle Beach Party, Bikini Beach, Pajama Party, Beach Blanket Bingo, Ski Party, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. Okay. How to Stuff a Wild Bikini. And there was one last one that, unfortunately, Annette Funicello did not appear in, but it was The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini. So those were the Whoa. the beach party movies. Yeah. All and, uh, horror movies actually, which is Yeah. Weird. And period yeah. pieces. Every single one of them. Every single one of them was a horror movie that took place in the 1700s. Yep. Yep. <laughs> really weird. Not what you would expect. Nope. Uh, nope. from the titles, but yeah. One of the most harrowing nights of my life was sitting at home watching Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. Um just a an absolutely <laughs> gut-wrenching <laughs> experience of a of a horror movie um, that was the first I mean, james bond movie right quite effective. that's right yes, yes. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> um the shirley anyway. bassey song is spectacular yeah uh, uh the bikini machine where do the bikinis go uh in <laughs> in the 2000s dean friedman produced a series of fan financed albums so he's still doing his thing uh there are people who love him and they pay him to make albums. Nice. Uh, and, he, and he currently lives in Peekskill, New York. Awesome. That's it. Very nice. <laughs> well done. Yeah. All right. So that was uh, the history of Ariel. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the lessons we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We want to be friends with you, so like us on Facebook for all kinds of fun story song stuff. You and the Story Song Podcast. It's the start of a beautiful friendship. All right, welcome back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Um, I'll go first and just say, <laughs> you know, if you are going to uh, call someone up uh, to go on a date, um you definitely want to give the impression 
that you are a person who works out a lot, like you're really fit. Sure. Um, so you definitely want to uh, like do jumping jacks or run in place like immediately <laughs> yeah. before calling them. Uh, but like really put in like a lot of effort. You definitely like right. the first thing they hear when they're like, oh, hello. You definitely want to be like, oh, hey, um, <laughs> I was just I was uh, I was just wondering. Sorry, I was just wondering if uh, maybe you want to get some coffee sometime or whatever. And the, the person that they're in is definitely like, oh. Oh, he works out. Oh, yeah. He's definitely. Because, you know, they can't see you visually, so you have to convey that in an audio format. So, yeah, so that's definitely, it should be a lot of like, oh, yeah, so I was just thinking maybe we could, hold on a second. Sorry. uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh. Oh, oh. 99? <laughs> yeah. I'm currently doing push ups while I'm wanna, talking to you. Do you want to call me so. back? No, it's fine. I'm always like this. No, it's good. It's good. Um, I do push ups yeah, all so. the time. I can't call you any other time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm never not doing push ups. Right, right. I'm either so doing push ups or only... sleeping. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what'd you learn? I learned um, that WBAI in New Jersey. Mm-hmm plays the greatest hits of the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 1820s, and today. (laughs) Learn that from a lady at, learn that from a lady at a mall, right? I did, yeah. Well done. It's amazing the things he'll learn there. Man, if I knew a single other song from 1820s, I would make a lot of jokes about all the songs they're playing, but I don't know (laughs) what else that would be. Um, oh my God. Rachel, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned that if it's the 70s uh, and you're a hippie, have a well-stocked pantry because mm-hmm. you don't know when the munchies are going to hit. And, yeah. you know, sometimes people just want spaghetti. Yep. And if it's 1130 at night and it's the <laughs> 70s, everything's closed at that point. Yeah. So yeah. always yeah. have a well-stocked pantry. Or right. make your spaghetti in advance. Make yeah. advanced spaghetti. Yes. You know, yeah, you, you don't know, have to you worry about the boiling water. Yeah, you, you, you're about to go out. You say, you know what? I'm probably going to get really high tonight. You know what? I'm going to put a pot of spaghetti on. I'm going to put a pot, pot of spaghetti on. I'll be prepared right. for later. I'm yeah. a musician in the 70s. I should have food ready. <laughs> right. right. Well, and the thing is, is that, um, you know, because you have to remember, it's the 70s, so they don't have microwaves. So what we want to do is you want to make a lot of pasta, right, and save it in the fridge so that later all you have to do is just throw it in some boiling water. That's right. um, and so that's really going to save you a lot of time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Making pasta. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Touche. Uh, Flaw on well, the plan. We'll end on my dumbest joke ever. Uh, and uh, just say thank you guys uh, so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Um, follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you could mm-hmm. leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. And please... If you know someone who you think would enjoy the show, tell a friend. You bet. Uh, tell a, a hippie girl named Ariel. Tell anyone you want. Yeah, anybody uh, you meet in the mall. Yeah, anyone. Uh, but seriously, don't go to the mall right now. Uh, and if you do, wear a mask. But um, yes. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, anyone else you, you meet or, or happen to know might like the show, uh, definitely tell them about it. Um, and thanks for listening. So I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back at you next time with another great story song. So thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Tears on my pillow and Ave Maria. Tears on 
my pillow and Ave Maria. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Um, oh, by the way, I looked it up. Um, Dean Friedman did sing the McDonald's song. No, are you serious? No, there's no information oh. on it, Rachel. <laughs> I hate you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.